expanding the Nerdosphere, talking on everything you want to hear. From comics to cosplay, from the cinematic universe to fan films and everything in between. It's time to get down and nerdy. Here are your hosts, James Witham and Nick Pataglia. Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Blessed Kwanzaa, hey, Happy Festivus, doesn't matter what you're celebrating, thank you so much for celebrating with us here on the Down and Nerdy Podcast on what is a best of edition this week, Nick. Exactly, and speaking of Festivus, I actually just got the pole out of the crawl space, I'm expecting some strippers over my apartment in about 20 minutes. I would have been here sooner, but I was distracted by tinsel for like five minutes. <laughs> I know, right? So, so here's yeah. a question, who's going to... You know, face off in the feats of strength. It's gonna be you, me, and Cody. It's gonna be you and I. Is, is actually, I think involved? I think Jameson already won the feats of strength earlier. Yeah, <laughs> I think he always wins at this point. <laughs> Once you get cold cocked with a uh, with a treat cup from a child, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's another world, man. Uh, I saw the cartoon Bluebirds over my head and everything. It was it was something. <laughs> Oh, the plights of being a father. Yeah, but I mean, it's been a great year, and that's just one of the things that's happened to me this year. I mean, we've both had a ton of amazing things happen, and I think the number of guests that we never even really imagined when 2015 started. Yeah, so I mean, you know, if you go back to January of last year, one of the things we said was, hey, we want to have more guests. You know, in the past year, when we first started, we only maybe had about one or two, maybe three at the most. I mean, you can count them all by one hand. But, you know, we when we were, were putting together this list of like, okay, we did five, you know, favorite moments of, you know, our interviews. And we had like, what, 29, 30 interviews? Yeah, and, we had to really comb through them, yeah. And we had to comb through them and a lot of audio. And, um, I mean, putting this together, you know, was just a pain in the ass. But, hey, it's a... Uh, in the end, though, I think people are going to be really happy with it because, again, it's highlighting some of our favorite moments from, again, just some amazing interviews that we've gotten the chance to talk to and people we've gotten to talk to and have on the show. And it's just been fantastic. And it's just so fun to go back through them, though, because there's something even we haven't heard in a while. So we get to go back through and be like, wow, I totally forgot about that. That was hilarious. We've got to have that on the show. So when we go through these things, and hey, maybe one of your favorite moments isn't on the show. So if you've got a favorite moment, let us know and post it up on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash downandnerdy, or tweet us at downandnerdy757. And tell us what one of your favorite interview moments were of the past year because Nick, we're each going to do five. Yep. But we're not going to tell you what they are. Well, of course, once we start it here, we're going to tell you one of them. <laughs> but but yeah. we're going to go through and we're, we're each going to introduce uh, some of our favorite moments. Nick and I each chose five, and uh, they're pretty great. As a matter of fact, the one that's going to kick it off was one of the interviews that I, th- I think I was most excited about us getting out of all the interviews we've had. I think this was one of the top ones for me, and it was actually one of the first ones we got which was kind of weird. Uh, we got to talk to Katrina Law about Arrow season three and, three, and that was an amazing interview. But one of the moments, Nick, I think stood out to me more than others. Yeah, I think I had to do something with Katie Cassidy and how she pronounced Nanda Parbat. Yeah, so we were talking about pranks on the set and everything and how, you know, the guys and the gals like to kind of prank each other. But she said there was a lot of laughing on the set. And one thing in particular that kept everybody in stitches 
Find out what it is. One of my favorites was um, in an episode where I was captured and they had me in the cage and the entire Arrow team is looking at me and they're trying to have a conversation amongst themselves and I'm supposed to be meditating peacefully and Katie Cassidy kept coming up and she just could not say Nanda Parbat. She kept saying <laughs> Nanda Porbat. it's it's that curse of once you say it it gets stuck in your head and then you can't say anything else so it probably took six or seven takes before she finally got it out once correctly but then it just sounded like she completely forced it and then took another three or four takes where to get it to sound like she was saying it naturally because everybody was just bracing themselves to start laughing again. Oh, oh no. it's hysterical. I, if it that is day. not on the Blu-ray extras, that scene, I'm going to be really disappointed when this comes <laughs> out on Blu-ray. I, I feel like it might be because I think they, they showed it um, during the bloopers reel at the cast party. So it's out there somewhere. Hi, this is Katrina Law from Arrow, and you are listening to the Down and Nerdy Podcast with James Witham and Nick Battaglia. Welcome back to our Best of 2015 Interview Spectacular, which is also our Christmas special. Nick Battaglia here, a.k.a. the Merc with one arm. And hey, when we have Victoria Akinon from Assassin's Creed Syndicate, she's the voice of Evie Fry. She also did the motion capture for Evie as well in the game. When we had her on, I actually asked her a question. If she could bring back one thing from the Victorian era to modern times, what would it be in her answer? Might actually surprise you. My favorite, one of my favorite things in life, and this is very, this makes me very similar to Evie, are handwritten letters. I feel really? Like, wow. I, I feel like they are dead. And anybody that writes me a handwritten letter, I just absolutely love. Because I feel like people don't write anymore. They text or they email or they tweet or they Facebook, which are all lovely things. But handwritten letters are, there's something special in that. It's just like so a personal like to touch, yeah. You got to dip the quill pen in the ink, yeah. too, and do that, all that? Yeah, there yeah. you go. Go all the way. Yeah. <laughs> Get those love letters going out to the Oh, website. They're better. This is Victoria Atkin, the voice of Evie Fry, and you're listening to the Down and Nerdy Podcast. I'm James Witham of the Down and Nerdy Podcast. Welcome back to our Best of Interview Moments 2015. And I know Nick is the Deadpool guy, but we got a huge opportunity to talk to Fabian Nicieza, who is one of the co-creators of Deadpool, which is a big moment, not just for Nick, but for me too. Great comic book legend and writer. And I asked him a question, which he actually said was one of the best questions he's ever been asked, which was a huge honor for me. I asked him something we've talked about before on the show early on. Who's on your superhero Mount Rushmore? And here's what he said. I got to be honest, it would probably be Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, and Captain America. Wow. That's honestly the first time, Fabian, that somebody's actually put Wonder Woman Wonder on Woman, their yeah. Mount Rushmore. Well, I don't understand how you couldn't. She was the first major female character, and she's been an iconically recognized character across the world for 70 years. So to not put her there is kind of silly because... She she's she's has way too important a place in comics history to to ignore. My uh, if I weren't going to put Wonder Woman there, quite frankly, I'd put Robin there because he was the first teen sidekick character, and 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 he he spawned an entire kind of subgenre of character. This is comic book writer and co-creator of Deadpool, Fabian Niciesa, and you're listening to the Down and Nerdy Podcast. Hey nerds, welcome back to our 2015 Best of Interview Special, which is also our Christmas special. Now, when you think of a good deed, you think of maybe taking somebody to lunch, treating them, 
to lunch or even driving them somewhere. Hey, if you have a neighbor mowing their lawn, well, we had Mark Millar on the show to, of course, promote his book, Huck. We asked him, what's the one deed you've done most recently? And, well, here's his answer. Because I've got a lot of young children, like sleep is the most valuable commodity in our house. Oh, yes. Yeah. And this is this is such a tiny, tiny nice thing to do. But it was we take alternate turns, you know, that Lucy and I take alternate turns getting up with the, the younger children, you know. And the kids, I don't know what the hell's going on. The kids are like getting up at five AM and everything just now. It's insane. <laughs> and T V isn't even on when we get up. There's just like some weird ads on and things, you know, and then we then we watch television. So I'm up so early, I'm waiting like forty five minutes for T V to start, you know. Um, and it's so bleak. I mean, every second day, one of us gets up. You know, we take it alternate days. And I guess this morning, I, I actually took a double turn because she looked especially tired. And I was like, it's okay, I'll get up. So, I mean, it's tiny. That's that's how, how not nice I am that that's the best thing I can give you. See, I know exactly how you feel because I've got a one-year-old at home right now. And the same kind of stuff goes on at my house. So, I you hit me right at home there, man. I'm obsessed with sleep. It's all I talk about. Like, oh, I, I've got my two youngest are one and three, and like, um, there's a chain reaction between the two of them. One will wake up the other between five and six a.m. guaranteed, like every morning. Wow. And uh, it's horrific. It's I mean, they're, they're they're lucky. They're so damn cute. You know, they're they're so so great <laughs> once they get up. But my friends and I who are all at the same stage with children, all we talk about is sleep. Like, yes, guys, guys in their teens and twenties talk about sex. Guys in their 30s and 40s talk about sleep. <laughs> yep, that's that's the line of the show right there. Right there. I want I want to build on what you just said. So you said you come downstairs and there's like some weird commercials on with the you know with the TV. What's the yep. weirdest commercial you you've walked in on? That was... <laughs> um, I think recently uh, we've started getting some quite interesting stuff. Actually, we've been getting things like those American religious channel things, you know. <laughs> uh, and, we can't go to those churches, but we can send them money. We can we can send money. <laughs> and I must admit, you know, when you're half asleep, I've been so compelled by these guys because in my half asleep state that I thought, I think I'm going to send them money. You know, that's, that's I think that's how they get. It's <laughs> <laughs> like the only way to get off my TV screen if I send them money. <laughs> Hi, this is writer Mark Miller, and you're listening to the Down and Nerdy Podcast. It's the best of Interview Moments 2015 here on the Down and Nerdy Podcast. Hopefully you're having a very Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, or Blessed Kwanzaa, whatever you're celebrating. Thanks for celebrating with us. And we had David Sobolov on the show, who's the voice of Grodd on The Flash. He's also the voice of Drax on Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy animated series. And I'm going to pull back the curtain a little bit. Nick and I were talking before we did the interview, and we're like, man, we really hope that he does the Grodd voice. Somehow, we've got him to say, we've got to get him to say something in the Grodd voice, and Boy, did we luck out. This is the first interview I've had about Grodd. The first question is usually, what's it like to play a gorilla? Really? <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? He doesn't know he's a gorilla. No. No. That's just what people call him. And, uh, you know, and it, it kind of points out prejudice, too. It's like they offer him a banana. He's like, Grodd hate banana. That's Grodd right. Hate banana. Grodd hate banana. Oh, there oh, he is! Yes! Yes! <laughs> <laughs> or it's, more, it's kind of more intense, probably. Like, Grodd hate banana oh dude oh i got chills <laughs> uh, I, I just want oh my I'm, a, I'm, I'm afraid for my life right now <laughs> in that voice i just want you to read me a bedtime story in that voice. <laughs> <laughs> i wouldn't be able to get to sleep if you read it like that <laughs> once upon a time yeah 
Well, we'll see, we'll see what Grodd gets into this season. This is David Sobolov, voice of Grodd on The Flash and Drax on Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. And you're listening to the Down and Nerdy Podcast. Well, it is the holiday season, and that being said, this is the time where people give gifts. Now, gifts come in many different forms. They can come in something that you would buy for a loved one or someone else. They also come in a way of a character somebody could be doing and voicing, and that could lead to some pretty miraculous stuff. And when we had Vanessa Marshall on the show, of course, she's the voice of Gamora on Disney XD's Guardians of the Galaxy, and she's also the voice of Hera on Star Wars Rebels. She talks about a time when she was at a Dragon Con, and a father actually gave her the best gift of all, as she gave that family one of the most ultimate gifts as well. One of um, the times I was signing autographs at Dragon Con, actually, a uh, family came up, and I, you know, wished the kid happy birthday, and then the father came up after, and he said, thank you so much for spending time with my son. He's, you know, functionally autistic, and for whatever reason, your character on Star Wars, Hera, is the only thing that makes him speak or remotely happy. Wow. And, he, and yeah, he had tears in his eyes, and he, he just thanked me, and, uh, you know, uh, it, it, it's jobs like that or times like that, both the Special Olympics and, um, you know, hearing how children are moved by what I'm doing and saying and reading out loud. You know, it's, I'm just reading English out loud, but, you know, it really is rewarding to know that on the other end of it, people's lives are impacted in a positive way. This is Vanessa Marshall, voice of Gamora on Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy and Hera on Star Wars Rebels on Disney XD. And you're listening to the Down and Nerdy Podcast. Thanks for listening to us on the Down and Nerdy Podcast, Best of Interview Moments 2015. I'm James Witham, and I remember one of my favorite moments was when we were talking to Tom Waltz from IDW, who's editor and writer of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and a lot of other books there, too. But I wanted to ask him about something that happened in issue 50. A little bit of a spoiler, if you haven't read it yet, just skip ahead a couple of seconds. Shredder actually dies in issue 50 of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, so I had to ask him if... That means Shredder Orokusaki is really gone, but his answer is priceless. Check this out. This is comics, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ironically, that's kind of what I was hoping you were going to say. Well, you know, I, I will say this. Um, I think what we have in store, it's certainly not going to be a, a short play. So there's, there's a long play here for this death. It's not like tomorrow we're going to make sure... There's a, a new Shredder or Shredder Returns. And, and if he does return, and I'm not saying he will, but if he does, I, I think we have a very um, exciting plan for storylines in the future. Um, we've kind of hinted at, at things with Shredder, Shredder in his own, uh, you know, he had the one-shot story. Um, and we've also, you know, kind of played this idea that there's a supernatural at work here. But I'm, I like to think that whatever plan we have, you know, just like his death in issue 50, if, if we are able to pull it off, it'll be just as surprising. But um, in the meantime, we've got a lot more going on um, outside of that relationship. I mean, there's, there's new bad guys we brought in with issue 50, uh, ish, I'm sorry, issue 51, and um, some of the other uh, storylines, including the Pantheon, that we've been building over the last year or so that will uh, finally come to fruition. So um, I'm excited. You know, we haven't seen the end of Krang yet, nor have we seen the, uh, the end of some other uh, bad guys that have kind of come and gone throughout our, our, our run. But um, 
yeah, Shredder, Shredder's always out there uh, looming. We just don't know if he'll ever win or where he'll strike. Hey guys, this is IDW senior staff writer and editor Tom Waltz, and you are listening to the Down and Nerdy Podcast. Welcome back to the 2015 Best of Interview Show here on the Down and Nerdy Podcast. So when we had Abby Darkstar on, because you know, we're not just about comics and nerdy shows here on Down and Nerdy, we're also about the cosplay as well, hence we do the Cosplay Tuesdays on our social media pages, but when we had Abby on the show, we actually talked about something that's pretty big in the cosplay world right now, which is, of course, the whole cosplay does not equal consent, as well as other guidelines that cons have when it comes to cosplay, and she actually shed a pretty great and beautiful light on the cosplay community as a whole. I I feel really bad that when cosplayers feel, you know, uncomfortable in different situations at conventions, I mean, obviously... I've been there, done that. It's never a, a good thing to feel like, yeah, you know, you can't be yourself. Um, Zen and I actually put on a panel at conventions called Sexuality and Cosplay, where we talk about situations like that, but more so what people can do, uh, how to handle them. And it's also about acceptance in the community. Uh, the whole tagline we do is sexuality and cosplay, no matter what you are or aren't wearing um because obviously we want you know acceptance is a big deal to all of us we're all nerds for the majority of us we've grown up in the you know get shoved into lockers or be persecuted for what you enjoy and i think that when it happens it's really hurtful because you're like you're supposed to be my people what are you doing and especially for for women because we see these these we, these other characters in comics and movies and video games who are scantily clad, and that can be very empowering. So it's very, it's very disappointing when that does happen. Unfortunately, you know, I, in some ways, I think conventions are between a rock and a hard place, depending on where they're located and what their rules are. Because obviously, if they're what's considered a family-friendly convention, they have to adhere to certain rules for their customers that people mm-hmm. buy their tickets that's that's why they're that's what they're doing they're trying to you know sell tickets and i think it, it can be very hard on them to to lay down those laws because they obviously want people to attend they want cosplayers to attend but you know i i don't think it no matter what the rules are that everyone should be treated with respect and you know i have had situations at conventions where um, you know, obviously, because the way I'm built, you know, some people are like, oh, well, hmm, I don't know if that's quite the, the rules. And I'll actually say, if this is not the rules, tell me what I can do to this costume to make it within the rules. Mm-hmm. You know, I, as long as they treat me with respect, if they're going to be sassy, they're going to get sassed right back. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's I, right. I, I, that's, that's just me, though. Uh, we actually, on Sunday, I went to shoot uh, my toothless hoodie in uh, the woods. And it was in a state park near Woods up here in San Francisco. And this little girl, like, I'm, I'm walking through the state park dressed as toothless. I mean, I've got my hood up. I've got my tail on. And this little girl, she goes really loudly. She's like, Mommy, why is that woman dressed as a dragon? <laughs> <You know? laughs> I, tur- I turned around and, and uh, Keith, he's like, Abby, don't do it. Abby, don't do it. And I'm like, wouldn't you be dressed as a dragon if you could? And she just, like, the local just stopped and looked at me. I'm like, come on. I mean, do you <laughs> yeah. want to be Elsa? 
do you want to be Cinderella sometime? She's like, well, yeah. I was like, I want to be a dragon. Her mother started laughing. And she's like, oh, okay. <laughs> this is Abby Darkstar, and you're listening to Down and Nerdy Podcast. We're getting very close to the end of our Best of Interview Moments 2015 here on the Down and Nerdy Podcast. I'm James Witham. You know I'm a big TV guy, and one of the things that I was very excited about, we got a chance before the show even aired to talk to creator and producer of Blindspot on NBC, Martin Giro. Now, you know the scene from Times Square from the pilot episode where she comes out of the bag, Jamie Alexander does. So I had to ask him about that scene and he gave a very hilarious and maybe expected answer. Check this out. We shot that with a lot of New Yorkers walking right by, and no one, no one noticed. <laughs> <laughs> the early part of the pilot was uh, there. There's, you know, the, in the wide shot, an occasional real person would walk by when we were not, you know, and ruin a take or something, and they would just not. They wouldn't know. Hi, this is Martin Garrow, creator and executive producer of Blindspot, and you're listening to the Down and Nerdy Podcast. So here's a question for you listeners out there. When you think of 2015 Best of Show, what do you think of when you think of interviews? For me, I think of interviews that contain lots and lots of laughter here on the Down Nerdy Podcast. And, well, I think the one interview that had, no doubt, the most laughter in it whatsoever was when we had Elliot Ray Hall and Donnie Cates from Dark Horse Comics' The Paybacks on the show a while back. And there's a certain character, I should say a certain antagonist, that Elliot really wants to put into a book. Now, when you think of an antagonist, you think of somebody super strong, super speed, has mind control. Well, in Elliot's case, this person has a really, really weird power that left James and I laughing so hard. And Donnie kind of not so easygoing when it comes to putting this character in the series. I can say this, and this is a, a, a raging debate between Elliot and I. So, to go back to what I was saying earlier about how this this book is kind of a home for misfit toys for like characters that wouldn't work anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Elliot has this character that he's been wanting to put in this book for a long time. And Elliot, do you mind? Oh uh, yeah, go ahead, man. It's the boiler, and his power is that he can boil water. Right? <laughs> <laughs> he can't- he can't control water or like create water. He can just boil it. Like, he's like he's like Cairo, but with water. Right. And here's the thing: Elliot thinks that's funny because it's a shitty power. But to me, that is a great power. Like people are seventy percent water. You could just kill anyone. Aquaman would that's be like, screwed. Like, the way I imagine it is that, like, you know, it depends on the surface area and the volume of the water. Like, I imagine this character having, like, like pyro tanks on his back, but they're, like, just super soaker tanks. Right. And, like, he's spraying water, and, like, that's really hot. But, like, if he's in, like, a pool or something, like, he can't just instantly boil it. He's got to, like... Sit there and like keep the hands in the water. So it's oh, only like a so it's only like a relative distance <laughs> around him. This is yeah, oddly it's specific. Not relative, yes, it, it's just it depends on the volume and mass of the water. So if it's like okay. a spray, well, it's like a, yeah, it, so if it's like if it's a spray, like a super soaker spray, like you could melt your face. To like the bone, right? Which is right. It's hot. It's like but if he's like, 
it's like the reason, what if, hey, what if the reason why the polar ice caps are melting oh is because God. some guy is just standing in the water <laughs> trying, <laughs> diabolically trying to flood the world. Uh, all right, well, that's... But see, like, the problem with that is that it's so shitty to, like, come all the way back around to being amazing. This is comic book writer Elliot Rayhall. And Donna Kate. And you're listening to the Down and Nerdy Podcast. Man, just listening to that over again, I gotta tell you, dude, I, uh, there's <laughs> so many tears that are shed through that interview. I just... I remember when uh, when my wife was listening to that interview, she said, I didn't understand any of it. I said, what are you talking about? She said, you guys were laughing so much and so hard. <laughs> there were times where I could barely understand you. I'm like, well, that's just, that's how it I happened mean, with Elliot and I mean, Donnie. When, I mean, where else are you going to find it, uh, an interview or just a discussion about, hey, here's a character who pretty much can control the temperature of water <laughs> and causes flooding. I mean, <laughs> nobody knows it. I mean, how someone even comes up with that. And if you follow us on Twitter at down nerdy seven, five, seven, actually, uh, we, we tweet around, we tweet with Elliot a lot. And he said, I'm going to make this happen now just for you guys. Oh yeah. So Elliot, if you're listening, we appreciate that. And we can't wait. I don't even care where it is. I don't care what publisher does it. I don't care what book it's in. We're going to find it, and we are going to review the hell out of that book. Exactly. So before we wrap up, James, let's discuss, you know, of course, everybody's heard our, you know, at least five moments per you and I. And I got to say, which one really stood out to you the most, outside of Donnie and Elliot, of course? Oh, God, it's it's so difficult because I feel like we've had so many good moments this year, and I think that I, I would hope that our listeners would agree I mean, it's easy for me to jump out and say Katrina Law because I was just so psyched for that. And David Sovalabo was psyched for that, too. But I'm going to go with one of yours, actually. Really? I'm going to go with Victoria Atkin talking about the handwritten notes because it just it made such a good point. And I think that that is a lost art. And I think that that's something that, you know, people should get back to doing, especially, you know, holiday season. You know, it's that loving time of the year. Getting a handwritten note from somebody would be real, really meaningful, you know? Exactly. And I think, you know, since you did one of mine, I think it's only right if I choose one of yours. Because it actually was one of my favorites. And, of course, that was Katrina Law. Because, I mean, from a personal standpoint she was just awesome i mean you know go she back really listen was. to our go back listen to our full interview with her it was just fantastic but also that was really like one of our first big gets oh yeah and i mean that sticks with you like a first home run pretty much like the rest of your life you know what i'm saying that's it's the like, game ball that you keep right there that's the game ball you can keep and plus you know i mean it's just it's really really awesome you know to have her come on and, and talk about that stuff and just all the great things and, and again it's just you look at all the people we've interviewed, dude, and it's just, it's it's a lot. Like, you know, we, we do this, this show once a week, and really, when you look back and you're scrolling on the SoundCloud page, there's just so many times I'm just like, wow, we did interview this person. And there's sometimes that yep. you know, we forget we interview somebody, not because we're one of those types of people, but because we just do so many interviews, and you'll back and say, wow, we talked to Mark Millar. Like, I actually, you know, we have a friendship with Mark Millar and like just all, you see all the friendships. So that's the thing is we don't realize it's not just, you know, when we interview people and we say, Oh, okay, thank you for coming on. And then we go on our merry ways. We're actually friends with a lot of people we have on the show. And I would say that almost 
everybody that we've had on has wanted to come back on. And what's crazy about it is if you go back, other than when we've had appearances at like Free Comic Book Day or Tidewater Comic Con or something like that, we've never had a repeat guest on the show. No. Unless it was for a live appearance kind of thing. Like Matt Slay's been on the show a couple times now. But one of them was at Tidewater Comic Con and one was just, you know, when we had him on the show. So Mm -hmm. nobody has been interviewed on the show twice. So that's another cool thing, I think. Exactly. And plus, if you go back, listen to our interviews we did at the previous Tidewater Con over the summer with Chloe Dykstra and Ron Mars, you know, to have them maybe come back on and do a longer interview would be one thing. But yeah, it's just one of those things where we realize, you know, no two, no one person has been on the show more than once. And that's and not on purpose, by the no. way. We're not like shunning that, well, we've, we've interviewed, we've talked to you already, so get the hell out of here. No, we don't, we're not doing that. What we're saying is, is that we're trying to keep it fresh for you, is what we're trying to say. Right. Exactly, man. I mean, you know, that's the thing is I love it. And I just, you know, who knows who we're going to be interviewing come 2016. Oh, we already know. We've yeah. got one already. We got one. Well, that's why I shouldn't say it. we do have one, but we're not going to say who it is, of course. Nope, but, but uh, there, there's a little bit of the force involved. Yeah. A little bit. That's, a little, that's bit. a little bit of a tease. A little bit of a tease. That's, that's just part of it, though. I'm not saying it's the whole thing. It's just part of it. So don't get, you know, <laughs> we, we don't have Harrison Ford on the show or anything. No, <laughs> yeah. No, not, no, don't, no. no, don't say, oh, my God, you got, you know, Daisy Ridley on. No, 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 I no, mean, no, pl- no. please feel free to speculate, but I'm just saying don't, uh, you know, don't get too psyched. Mark Hamill's not coming I on mean, the show next week. I mean, would I like to marry Daisy Ridley and buy her all the nice things? Yes, yes I would. would. <laughs> and I would approve, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I think it's best right now to just, you know, wrap up and just say, you know, thank you to everybody who've, who's come onto the show, all our guests, you know, and those of you who weren't on the Best Of show, you know, thank you very much for coming on anyways to talk to us if you're listening to this. And again, thank you, of course, uh, to the fans. You've been nothing but awesome. But I just want to say thank you to the man who helps put these interviews together, my broadcast partner, my colleague, my brother. James Witham, thank you, sir, just for a, a great 2015 of broadcasting, and I can't wait to see what 2016 brings, man. Man, it's just, it's such a fun ride, and and I never would have imagined that we would get to this point that we are right now, and it's it's going to get even better, and that's what the crazy thing is, is because you see a lot of people that you start shows like this, you get a couple episodes in, you find out how much work it is, and they just don't do it anymore. But this is fun for us. Yeah, there's a lot of work involved. But, but you know, we love doing this. And we love getting a chance to talk to you, the fans, and, and see you at appearances. And get to talk to some of the great people in the comic book and entertainment industry. It's just, it's a blast. And I can't imagine doing this with anybody else. And I do want to bring up something that we did last year on the show. And, is, and I think that it should be a theme uh, in our in our Christmas episodes is is a phrase that we want to bring on, and that's I wish you all the best because that was part of our show last year. Of course, Nick's aunt coined that phrase, and I think that that should be a yearly tradition on our Christmas show. Any any best of show we do, do on Christmas, we have to leave you with I wish you all the best for sure. Exactly, and before we sign off with that saying, you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash down nerdy. You can also find us on Twitter at down nerdy seven five seven. I'm on Twitter at Merck with one arm, Mr. Witham. Where can people find you? I'm at James Ace Witham, and don't forget, always online, down and nerdy We're so happy to bring you 
All the interviews are available on downandnerdypodcast.com. Please go back, listen to them all. You can access our SoundCloud page on there as well. Just get the full list, run them down. There were so many good ones that weren't on the show, and you can even listen to the full versions. If you're hearing these for the first time, go listen to the full versions of these interviews because there's a lot of great stuff we weren't able to share on this episode. So please go back and listen to them. Read our reviews on the website. We're going to be getting back to our regular show next week. We'll have what we're reading. We'll have nerd news, geek tainment, all of that we'll have next week. But we already have new reviews on our website right now, downandnerdypodcast.com. Exactly. Just go to that, ta- that tab. It says reviews, what James is reading, what Nick is reading. And we got a couple written reviews there ready for you to read for your holiday pleasures. And, again, just a great shout out. I want to give a shout out to everybody who's just listened over the year and, and a half. And uh, it's amazing. I honestly didn't think we'd get here. I didn't think we'd get to 92. I figured we'd be like, oh, we get 10 episodes in and we'll stop. You know, yep. I thought it was something like that. And it is. And the, people, and the thing is, is we don't get paid for this. Nope. People have to realize, we, you know, we do this because we love doing what we do. We're huge nerds. We love talking about the stuff. And we love talking to you guys every, you know, every week through this show. And again, if your favorite interview, part of your favorite interview wasn't a part of our best of, let us know. Like if, hey, if, if you say, you know what, what happened with your interview with such and such and it wasn't on this, hey, maybe next time, maybe, you know, whatever, it'll be, it'll be a part of it. But 2016 is going to be such a fun, fun year. And again, I, I hope you all have a great and safe holiday season and a safe and happy Christmas. And with that, I say this as I do every week, press safe comic book reading, always begging aboard your comics. In the words of my great and wise aunt, I wish you and we wish you all the best. <laughs>